Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, everybody? Um, I'm Ryan, a.k.a. Dunny. Mostly, I'll go by Dunny all the time. So, Dunny, I'm here with Jaden. Hello, I am Jaden, and I'm here, and I'm excited to finally be doing this. We've been talking about it for a very long time, and we finally sat down and did it. Yeah, I mean, this has been something we've been looking forward to for a long time. Never really had the tools to do it, and now that we finally have the finishing puzzle pieces, we're, we're, we're right on it. I mean, we're here, and this is the first official episode of Pro Reads. So we'll start by pointing out the obvious elephant in the room, the Kansas City Chiefs having that offense, not scoring a touchdown, Jaden. I'm going to ask you first, what do you think were the main factors to why they couldn't put a single touchdown up on the board all game in the Super Bowl? I think obviously there were two factors. There was the offensive line of the Chiefs. It was terrible. And uh, the Chiefs receivers, honestly, they have debatably the best receiving core in the league. The one that might be better is the one they were going against. But, I mean, debatably they were up there. And Tyreek Hill and Kelsey both had record seasons. And I think you saw them dropping bad passes. One hit Tyreek Hill right in the face mask. I mean, in the end zone. You just see there's bad chances that they dropped. I mean... Kelsey still went for a buck 13 and 10 receptions. And I mean, a lot of those were in garbage time, but Mm. I think that they didn't have as good as an impact as they should have in the game. And I think a lot of that credit can go to Todd Bowles and the Bucks defense who were really ready after kind of getting smoked there in um, week 12, I want to say. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more, Jaden. Honestly, I feel like a lot of people are pointing fingers at Mahomes. We saw what he did. We saw the throw that he made when he was basically at a full straight line. I mean, that angle he was at, his arm was literally skimming across the ground when he was throwing that. It was a perfect pass, and it hits the receiver or the running back in the face, and it happens multiple times, as we saw it with Tyree Kill in the end zone. That should have been an early touchdown. They should have been on the board before the Bucks were even on the board. And also with the offensive lines, talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, I think a lot of people weren't panicking when they saw that Chiefs offensive line and it came back to bite them because it just shows how much offensive line and mean to the game. Obviously the Bucks having one of the strongest offensive lines in my opinion, probably top five in the league. Um, and I'm looking at this here from PFF. This is from PFF. The total pressures in Super Bowl 56 was 38 for 55. the Bucks. Super Bowl 55. 55. Sorry about that. <laughs> Um, the Bucks had 38 pressures. The Chiefs had five. And they only blitzed four times, like actual blitzes, mm-hmm. which is bizarre to me. That's crazy. Like, yeah. because obviously Todd Bowles, his, his mindset we saw all year was blitzing, and he was freakishly out of control with that. Like, he would just send people. And his game plan, honestly, I agree with you. Credit to him. It was a brilliant game, in my opinion, from Bowles. Uh, we saw a lot of three deep, four deep, cover four, like with a man underneath. They had a lot of really cool zone combos they came out with, throwing the Chiefs off guard in the first half. And it made Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, it made them all question whether or not they'd continue to come out in these formations or go back to their old ways of blitzing. And they stayed out in that, and the Chiefs couldn't find an answer for it. So there was no reason to really change it up. Yeah, I agree. And I think a big part of that is Todd Bowles just trusting his defense. I mean, you see, guys, you have a rookie, Antoine Winfield, went early second round, and he, he throws him out there. He, he's leaving him in single coverage downfield. He's trusting that he'll be able to help the corners over the top with Tyree Kill. 
I mean, you saw last time they were leaving Carlton Davis in single coverage with Harry Kill. We saw how that worked oh, out. Yeah. And this time they were like, all right, we're going to leave safeties back there. We're going to hope that our, our front four can get pressure. I mean, they, they were tremendous along with the linebackers. And they did exactly that. And I think in this game, everything went in the Bucks' favor and nothing went in the Chiefs' favor. Yeah. And it was a big part to their game plan. And I think the Chiefs were honestly a little cocky. I think the Chiefs were like, all right. And even I said it when we were watching the game. I was like, Chiefs are going to come back. They're in this situation all the time. Yeah. And I think they even know that. They're like, all right, what? We're down. I don't know how much they're down at half. But we're down by that at half. We'll just do what we usually do. We'll come back. We'll make that big 40-yard throw and turn the momentum of the game, and it just never happened. Yeah, and to stay on that topic, I mean, back to Patrick Mahomes, there was never a point in that game where he thought he was out of it, and that's what I just love about those two quarterbacks. Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, you look at them, they could be down 58 nothing at half, and they wouldn't have any, and I mean any, question that they can come back and win that game. They, they both play with that fire, in their belly, they always want to win. They're just both winners. Yeah, they're both competitors, and I think we saw that. We saw that throughout the Bucks' offense. They were just explosive. Oh, yeah. Brady's getting them going, and in general, I think kind of shifting towards the Bucks' offense and how Brady he was very good. But I think this was Brady's easiest Super Bowl win. Probably, I think he had I to agree. put in the least amount of effort to win. I one thousand percent agree, especially going from Bill Belichick to Bruce Arians. I think Bill. Obviously, we don't have the behind-the-scenes of that, and hopefully that does come out at one point when Brady and Belichick retire. But I'd, I'd really like to know really what their relationship, how it really was, because I think a lot of people think it was really, really good, but part of me feels like it wasn't great, and I feel like he's having a lot more fun in Tampa Bay, obviously. You know, not just because of the weather, not just because he's getting another ring, but I think it's just... Arians, I saw a tweet, I forget who it was from, but it was saying, like, Tom Brady, like, on a Wednesday, would be like, hey, coach, um, my arm's kind of hurting today. Is it okay if I take today off? Bruce Arians says, I don't care. You know, <laughs> he says, take it today off, be back for Sunday, I don't care. All he really cares about is just Brady being healthy, and I feel like, I mean, you can go, you can disagree with me if you think I'm wrong, but I feel like if Brady ever did that in New England, I feel like Belichick would be like, you've got to play today. Like, yeah, I can see that. I'm not a Patriots fan, so I'm not as indulged in all yeah. of that stuff. But I think that the the Patriot way or whatever they call it, I don't think it would have necessarily let it happen. Yeah. And I think that they kind of, Arian said it in the middle of the season, they just kind of let Brady do his thing. They kind of let him make his reads at the line, let him talk to his receivers, let him help with the game plan a lot. And I think that's what contributed to the offense just be clicking on all cylinders. I mean, that offensive line was tremendous. Uh, the receivers One, were 1000%. The receivers were great. I mean, they Gronk had two touchdowns. I mean, you just see Yeah, that was awesome to see. It was just crazy. I mean, even their best like Evans and Godwin didn't do too much. I yeah. mean, they really I think the Chiefs did a good job of neutralizing them and they really just were like, "All right, we got Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski to go to if those guys don't work." So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like talking about the Bucks offense, like everyone hypes up Tom Brady, everyone hypes up the receivers. The offensive line is now starting to get the hype it deserves, but I think all year throughout the regular season it wasn't really getting the hype it deserved. And Tristan Wirfs, I mean, let's talk about Tristan Wirfs for a little bit. This kid, 799 total snaps on pass block snaps. One sack. Played every single snap of every single game. He stayed healthy all year. I mean, I don't think we have seen a rookie lineman at this caliber in 
quite some time. And people aren't going to talk about it at all. That's, oh, the, no. that's the yeah. part. I mean, offensive line might be the most important position in the NFL if you really think about it. The most valuable, I would say, is the quarterback. Yeah, definitely. But the most important, I mean, you see what happens to running backs when they have bad lines. They don't do anything. And you see bad running backs look good and when there's when exactly. they have good lines. I mean, you look at Jonathan Taylor. He was he was like good at Wisconsin, but he fumbled a lot. And you see him at the end of the season going for fifty yard runs like it's nothing. I mean, you got guys in the middle just parting it completely for him. So I think as a unit, if you have a great line, I mean, it opens up so much for the game—the running game, play action, just in general, creating a clean pocket to throw in. Yeah, one thousand percent. Because you look at like any other core, right? Wide receiver core. Let's say you have one elite wide receiver one solid wide receiver and then a really bad wide receiver you could still probably be fine with a couple like average receivers with the elite receiver but if you're talking offensive line and you have someone like quentin nelson on your offensive line but your other four linemen are eh, shaky you're not gonna have success you need the five guys on that offensive line to all be clicking with each other and that's what i believe the buccaneers offensive line truly was with jensen marpet Wirfs. Donovan Smith, everyone was on point and together all game. They were, like, truly phenomenal. I mean, I don't think, like, that game from them was awesome to and, watch. And you see an example of this. I mean, look at the Ravens last year. They go 14-2, and two, and you see one of their best linemen, Marshall Yonda, here tires. Ronnie Stanley goes out, and all of a sudden, Lamar Jackson's running for his life and half the plays. So it's something that people will question. They'll be like, oh, why weren't the Ravens as good? And if you dig deep into it, you'll really, you'll really see why. I mean... There's obviously other reasons, but having their two best alignment leave slash get injured really hurts. Definitely, and it shows. Yeah, uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Tyree Kill and Antoine Winfield, Jaden. I want I want to hear what you think about. Obviously, Tyree Kill, we know the backstory. He puts what 200, 250 receiving yards on the Bucks in one yeah. half or something. Two twenty in the first. Two twenty. Yeah. He gives him the peace sign. He does the flip. He does the Shannon Sharp call the national guard. All that. He gets fined forty thousand dollars for that. Tyree Kill at the time got fined forty thousand dollars, and then Antoine Winfield in the Super Bowl mocks him, does the peace sign, obviously, and he gets fined seven grand. So, what are your thoughts about that? You think it should have been the same fine, no fines for either player? Like, what do you think? I think it's it's all in good fun, but as the NFL, you have to find it or else more of it will happen. Exactly. And- I think that once you see that happen and Winfield gives it back, you got to find him. I, I think I would have given Winfield a bigger fine, at least half of what he got. I mean, it was, I think it was just in a big stage in the moment that kind of yeah. laid off the Winfield pressure. a bit. But, I mean, in general, Winfield, that, that could play a great game. I yeah. mean, he, he deserved to it. And Tyree Kill, I mean, he he wasn't great. He had, he had what, seven receptions, 73 yards. A couple drops, too. Couple drop drops. in the end zone. And he, he wasn't great, but, yeah. I mean, it's Tyree Kill. He's, in my opinion, he's a top three, top four receiver in the league. Mm-hmm. So he'll, With that speed, I mean, he'll like bounce back. Him, really. It's like, yeah, definitely. It's just, yeah, I mean, if I, I feel like if I'm in Antoine's position there, I feel like I'm doing the same thing, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to be completely honest. I'd probably do the same thing. I'd probably give him the peace sign because I mean that's you're you're under the lights on that stage in the biggest moment. The Super Bowl is what counts. Would you rather would you rather have the Super Bowl ring or the two hundred receiving yards? You can ask yourself that question. But I feel like you know most athletes would want the ring, and I feel like Winfield came out with the you know like the last lap on that one. But 
it's nowhere near over, and I think these two teams could honestly potentially meet up again in the Super Bowl. You never know. I mean, the Bucks are bringing back, trying to bring back basically the same team, a very similar team, because they have the cap space to do that, I believe. And the Chiefs, obviously, when that line comes back and is healthy, will be the Chiefs just all yeah, over again. They'll be fine. Like, you don't have to worry about the Chiefs for the next 10 years. Like, when you have, when you have Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, like... Pat Mahomes, mm-hmm. like all like, and running backs, you know they don't have the best value, but they can. They, they go, you saw what they did. They got like Le'Veon Bell, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, like they'll be fine. Um, it's just yeah, that offensive line when they come back, uh, we're not gonna have to worry again. We're looking at another probably like fourteen and two, maybe fifteen and one yeah. season. I think they easily get to at least two more Super Bowls. Yeah. I think I I think Mahomes gets three. By yeah, I think the, the Chiefs are definitely the new the new dynasty, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. of football right now. Yeah, and I think that this kind of relates again to the Brady-Matthew thing. I mean, in the middle of the game, they were going at it. You saw, I mean, Brady going at him after the flag, then he, him going back at him, and Brady screaming at him. Matthew screaming at him. They both, I'm, I don't know if they got flags, but you see them going at it, and after the game, Matthew's tweeting, and then Brady, you see a report that Brady sent an apology. And I think it's just in the heat of the game, people go crazy about it. People are like, oh, it might have been racist remarks or other stuff might have happened. I mean, I don't think there was. And I, I think, honestly, in the heat of the game, stuff like that happens all the time. It's just you're going between their quarterback, who's the spotlight of that team, and then the, one of the best defensive players on the other team, the, the, the leader of that defense. So when they're going at that, that's obviously going to be zoomed in. But I bet stuff like that goes on all the time between corners and wide receivers, probably between linemen. I'm pretty sure Shaq Barrett talked about that after the game. So, I mean, I don't see it as that big of a deal. I think it's just there's going to be chirping and talking during the game. You're not going to see a silent game. So, Yeah, I sort of have the same approach, um, really. Obviously, Jaden here knows, but some of you may not know. Like, I'm a Patriots fan, and I still have loyalty to Tom Brady. I'll have my biases about him. But in this situation, all bias aside, um... For the people who do think that, that Tom Brady did say like a racial remark to Tyron Matthew, I'm not saying it's impossible for that to have happened, but I'm just saying why wouldn't that have happened in the prior 20 years of his career? He's never had like a report of being like that to anybody, like no like racist remarks. I just like, you look at Tom Brady, like the kind of guy he is, like like, the relationships he's built with his teammates, like, everything, like, would he really have said something like that? But at the same time, Tyron Matthew also never said, like, he called me the N-word. He said, he said something I won't repeat. So that could also very much so mean, like, he just called him, like, a B-word, the P-word, you know? It could be, like, anything. It could really be, like, it could be, like, Brady, like, he's a competitive guy. He gets fired up. He, he could have very much, like, easily have gotten his face, started cussing him out, Calling him like the B word, all this I, I stuff. Bet he, I know, I bet he was honestly. Yeah, I, bet he was I, I guarantee it. Brady, Brady, when he gets when he gets fired up and you see him get angry on the sideline, like he doesn't, he lets everything go. Like he everything. I would not be surprised if he like said very very mean comments to Matthew, but definitely definitely not the N word or anything like that in my opinion. But I do think it was right for Brady to apologize. Obviously, he probably said something among these lines like "Sorry, like obviously I didn't mean any of those things. I'm a competitive guy. It's a Super Bowl." Things happen like that. Like I, people slip up all the time. Like, and I'm sure Matthew respected that. He knows Tom Brady. That's Tom Brady. Like everyone sees him as a pretty big like role model, like around a, a league. So I'm sure he obviously deletes the tweet like what a couple minutes later. So he yeah. obviously took that apology to heart. So 
I don't. I, I also agree with you. I don't think it's a big deal. I think they're both fine. I mean, I don't think they have like big beef really. Yeah. And then so moving on, obviously Tom Brady. I believe it was his fourth Super Bowl MVP, right? Yeah. I think I think this one, I personally, I don't, I would have loved to see like. Devin White, Gronk, Levante, David. I I think Tom. I don't think Tom Brady deserved this one. If I'm being honest, I think he. If you watch the game, he really just he just passed the ball very well, and that was all he needed to do. And you're like, oh, that's all a quarterback needed to do. I mean, there weren't any big plays. He was just he was really reading the routes. He had good protection. He was just playing smart football. Yeah, and I think that's all he needed to do. And I, agree. I I think you could put in I think you could put in an average quarterback in his spot and you would have gotten very similar results. Definitely. And, I, I, yeah, I think any other quarterback in that situation with that specific game, obviously when the Chiefs don't score a touchdown, you can win that game. Like even honestly, you could debate with like Blaine Gabbert. Like they didn't score yeah. a touchdown, so <laughs> it's like can you really do that much? But at the same time, you could argue like, you know, with Blaine Gabbert, they're not going to score, so the Chiefs would have that momentum to score themselves, but not going to take away from, like, Brady's success. We're going to give him the MVP, obviously. It usually goes to the winning team's quarterback. It usually goes to the quarterback. And it's, I it's, honestly agree with you, too. Like it, That's what, the one thing I don't like about the NFL are the biases of the yeah. awards. I mean, MVP, it's a quarterback award at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's most valuable, and they, they just give it to the best quarterback every time. Especially when there's players out there who have better seasons. Yeah, they should. Though, really, I, though I do think Rodgers did deserve. I, it yeah, year. I'm not talking about Rodgers this year. I just. But think in that, general, I got you. In yeah. general, I think that there should be like a best QB award, and then they should really look at who is most valuable. I, I think to in 2018, despite his phenomenal, like absolutely, absolutely disgusting season, that Aaron Donald still should have been at least considered like mm-hmm. an MVP, like. You look at Aaron Donald in twenty like eighteen, like if he's not the best player in the NFL, like he's the second after Mahomes, and like like you just said, it's most valuable player. You see like the Chiefs receivers, you could argue that they could like squeeze in the playoffs with someone like, you know, like an average QB, like I mean, Matt Stafford maybe something like that. You could argue that they could squeeze into the playoffs. But like that defense literally without Aaron Donald, like, it's struggles a lot. And, like, you see the impact he has and he had in 2018 that year, the sacks, the tackles. He was drawing three people, two to three people every play. And what that does, people don't understand. What that does is, like, when you have two or three offensive linemen out of the five linemen on your team focused on one man, if you even want to call him a human being at this point, that guy is crazy. Like, it takes away, like, so much because, you know, Donald's being guarded by three people. That means a linebacker is walking through. He is walking through. So it's not just about the tackles and stuff like that. It's about the sacrifices that they make for the team. So, I mean, we'll, we're getting a little bit off track. I was talking about Aaron Donald for too long. But, you know, I just I love Aaron Donald. He's a great player. So Yeah, and I think just to add on that, I think a little bit. I think Derrick Henry honestly should have been considered this year. I'm not going to really explain on that. I think if you're listening to this, you know why. So yeah, definitely. I think he should have been considered for it. But back to the Super Bowl MVP. I would have yeah. loved to see Devin White get it. I mean, he, he played unbelievable. Yeah. He had twelve tackles, an interception. He's the him and Levante David are the leaders on this defense, and I think he played unbelievable. Whether it was stopping the run, dropping in the coverage, I think he just I think he was unbelievable, and I would have loved to see him get it. I would have loved to see Gronk get it. I mean, definitely. Gronk did unbelievable in the blocking game. Yeah, too. definitely. People were so focused on his two touchdowns, but we saw. I mean, I don't know. Because me and I was with Jaden watching the Super Bowl, and 
we both pointed out at one point that when Lenny Fournette, people refer to him as playoff Lenny, obviously, was doing very well in the playoffs. Like, when we saw him running, we also saw Cameron Brate and Rob Gronkowski, while Brate has the back injury, keep in mind, but Rob Gronkowski mostly doing so much on the ground for them, like, so much. And the Chiefs ends, like, Clark, like, like they're, they're all, like, their D-line's, like, good. Yeah, pro bowlers this year. Yeah, like, their D-line's, like, really good. So when you, like, are Gronk in that situation, he knows his role throughout that whole year was more of a blocker versus catching touchdowns. He obviously caught way less touchdowns than he has in the past. But, like, it's Gronk in the playoffs. I mean, 2011, that year where Brady and Gronk both had historic seasons, he had three touchdowns in one game. It's just it's what he does in the playoffs. He just does both so well. And I was just so happy to see him have two touchdowns in the Super Bowl, and I agree. I would I would have loved to see him, him Fournette, Devin White win the Super Bowl MVP. But, I mean, give it to Brady. I'm not going to complain, obviously. So. Mm. All right, I have a question for you, and this is moving a little bit away from the Super Bowl, if that's okay with you. Definitely. Um, where do you see J.J. Watt landing? J.J. Watt, that's a great question. He was question. released earlier this week, mm-hmm. and where do you think he goes? Okay, so my original thought process when I saw J.J. Watt got released, before the video even came out that he said this, I knew it was something mutual. Like, I knew they sat down and they said, J.J. said, listen... We all know, like, I cannot succeed here. And they were, like, agreed. They Terrible were organization. Yeah, awful. awful. I mean, awful. You see what they've lost. We, we, we won't even talk about that. <laughs> like, that, we'll save that for another time because it's going to take too long because of how bad they are. But we'll go back to where I think J.J. is going to end up going. A couple teams I have in mind. Obviously, the first one and the one that I honestly isn't my favorite is the Steelers. Like, I mean, he joins his brother's. They already have such a good defense. But the reason why I don't think he's going to go to Pittsburgh is that they don't really need to work on their defense. Like Their defense is very, very good right now. They need a couple more pieces on that offense because that offense is really like what they needed to get going against Cleveland. Like They needed that offense to get going against Cleveland. They need more there. But my top two teams, I would say, are San Fran if Watson goes there. So I think Watson and Watt going to San Fran, or Watt to the Bucks, Because I think Tom Brady and Bruce Arians will like, say like they're going for another ring, and they like truly believe that they can win another ring, and adding J.J. Watt to that already absurd defense. I mean, you look at their linebackers, the Bucks linebackers. We were just talking about Devin White but, and like Shaq Barrett. Like Those four linebackers, that core, I think is the best in the league because JPP outside. Shaq Barrett outside, and your two insides are Devin White and Levante David. That core is the best in the league. The There's other, obviously, better middle linebackers. You could debate Bobby Wagner, but like I'm talking about a core. The full core is the best in the league. You add J.J. Watt on the D-line in that defense, like it's literally like how can you like get any throws off with the pressure that's going to come at you? Like What do you think? I mean... Like I think mm-hmm. Bucks yeah. and San Fran are my two teams. The only the only issue I have is he's gonna want to go to a contender, but the problem is most contenders are low on cap space. I mean, I I think it'll be hard for the Steelers to sign him. They have a lot of guys to resign. They don't have much cap space. And I honestly, I think the only reason people are saying he's gonna go there is because his brothers are there. If his brothers weren't there, I don't think it'd be even be in the conversation. It definitely has a 
influence on them. And then I think I like the Bucks too, except the Bucks have, I mean, I think all of their good players to resign. Yeah. So and they're, they're going to resign all of them. So they're going to, they're going to have to blow a lot of money. They got to yeah. resign Shaq, Levante. I mean, what, what it's going to Yeah, it's really going to come down to like selfishness. Like I if, know. If they, players are willing to take like less money in order to win another ring, then they can win. Like what Mike Evans did, he took less money so they could win. If JJ Watt's willing to take like less money, I think that the Bucks would be good. But like Green Bay too, like Wisconsin. I, that's I think I think it's his hometown. I think Green Bay. I honestly I think the Cowboys could be an option too. Definitely, I could see the Cowboys again. They have issues with money too because they're paying Texas. they're paying Zeke a stupid amount of money for mm-hmm. no reason. I no mean, value. Zeke's terrible, but they're paying him a stupid amount of money. Uh, they're paying Amari. I think they overpaid Amari Cooper. I think they're. Overpaying Demarcus Lawrence on the edge. I mean, they're overpaying a lot of guys, and they're not paying the one guy I think they need to pay, which is Dak Prescott. Yeah. And they're overpaying a ton of guys. So, I think if they can somehow free up some money to get him, that would be great. And uh, I, I think he's he might stay in Texas. I think he loves Texas. He's done so much for them as a community, and I think he would love to stay there. And then I think the Packers too. He's from there, so I think. Seeing him go to the Packers would be a thing, and I think that that's ultimately where he ends up. Mm. But I think the Cowboys could be an option too. Definitely, I like the Packers too. I was gonna, I was gonna add on Packers, but then I forgot. But like, yeah, definitely Packers because not only is from Wisconsin, but they are immediate contenders. They're bringing back similar team. Great, they've like an on and off defense. Like some days I feel like they play unreal, and some days they just don't live up. To what they should be, um, but yeah, I mean, I think definitely, definitely Green Bay is an option. Uh huh. And I think that wherever Watt goes, that team in defense improves drastically. I mean, people forget how good he was in his prime, and he's still, he's still a very good player. He's a veteran. He's a leader. He's a great guy. He'll bring a lot of morale to the locker room. Yeah, I love J.J. Watt. He's one of my favorite guys in the mm-hmm. league. Like, you see, like, what he has done for Houston. You see, like, all, like, the drives and the, the foundations, the charity events, everything. Not just that, but, like, on the field, like, like you were just saying, like, such a leader in the locker room. Like, despite the Texans obviously not having the success that they wanted to, he did everything in his control. I mean, we both saw the press conference where he, where he was just like, you show up every week, every day, and you have that winning mindset. And if you don't have that mindset and you don't want to put in that work, then leave. Like, get out. We don't want you here if you're not going to put in the work. So wherever he goes, he's going to bring that dog mindset. And ultimately, the team's going to be better no matter what, obviously. They're only going to improve wherever JJ goes. So, um, All right. I have. I think this will be our last segment, and yeah. I have a good segment. All right. So I think we should, since we're past the season – in the drafts coming up, well, this doesn't really relate to the draft, so that's not relevant. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> on to the, I think we should say our prediction for next year, just based on the teams they have now, or you could put in predictions for the future. For we'll go through each division and we'll say who we think wins each division. Right. So sure. I don't know if you have the sure. divisions, but I could, I could, want to want to roll with uh. We'll just start with the AFC, and then I have them pulled up. So we'll start with the team, with our teams in them. AFC East, mm-hmm. with I'm a Dolphins fan, in case you didn't know. And I'm a Patriots fan. Previously stayed Patriots fan. So who do you think will win this division, and why? 
quickly, obviously. I think you're going to like this answer, Drayton. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think the Miami Dolphins are going to win the division. <gasps> and I say this because you look at Chris Greer, you look at Brian Flores, you look at their defense, and you look at the possibility of bringing in Deshaun Watson with possibly drafting Devontae Smith, because you just said we could talk hypotheticals or we could talk their team right now. If it's their team right now, I honestly see the Bills winning a division again. I'm I think they still make the playoffs, though. I think Definitely they make, they make the playoffs, the but the Bills win a division. Yeah. But if they get Watson, I say they win the division. And mm-hmm. I, people were sleeping on their defense all year. Emmanuel Agba, it goes on on Jerome Baker. He had a good year. Like The, the defense, Xavier Howard, I mean, he got Ten the picks. ball thrown to him like 100 times. Ten picks. Ten That's picks. <laughs> he... He's awesome. I mean, and I see the Patriots. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry to my fellow Patriots fans. Like, we're not getting any better. We're probably going to have a very similar season. I don't think we're going to finish last. I still think the Jets will finish last, even if they have Lawrence or Fields. I don't care. I still think they're going to finish last because I think Belichick coaching, like, that team, especially if they can find a quarterback, they'll be fine for, like, third or second in the division. But, yeah, definitely my team, if they get Watson – 1,000% 1,000% Dolphins. I agree with you. I have not much more to say. All right, we'll move on to the AFC West. I don't think we have to explain it once. I think the Chiefs take this one easily. Chiefs. Um, and then I think the Chargers honestly move into second over the Raiders. I think Herbert will be a lot better. Yeah. I Hopefully they, their line gets better. They'll get, Derwin, they'll get Derwin James back, who in my opinion is a top three safety in the league. So. Definitely. Um, okay, so what are we up next? South, AFC South? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we got the Colts, the Texans, the Jacks, and the Titans. I got the Titans winning this division. I don't know about you. I mean, like, the Titan, the Texans, like, we'll, we're not we'll – take them out of the picture. Texans because, and the Jaguars. I don't care who the Jaguars Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter who they draft be because, then, yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs. The Jags are in a rebuild stage. and if you Texans are in a – Yeah, you don't even want to call the Texans a rebuild stage. Like, they're, they're just in, like, like – give everything up. They're just in, like, outer space floating yeah. around with no intention. I was thinking around. about saying the Colts because I think they could, like, land a – I'm going to go with the Colts. Yeah, I was thinking about Colts because they could land a good quarterback with their already nasty defense. But I'm just going Titans because – I think Derrick Henry is going to repeat his success this mm-hmm. year with their offensive line. Tannehill is great. Their receivers, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, they have a really good offense. I think their defense is getting a little bit better. It's okay. It's, it's okay. iffy. It's iffy. I think they got to draft someone. Yeah, they need to find – they need to get a good draft. got to get a good linebacker, I think. But I think the Colts – I mean, the Colts' are defense is so young, and they're just going to keep getting better. And I think – that they will get a quarterback. I don't think they'll have because they're they don't have Brissett. Rivers retired. They're not, I don't think they're gonna re-sign Brissett. They have no, no reason to. No, they're gonna find someone. I think they'll find someone to fill in for them. Everyone was saying Carson Wentz. I don't really it see just it. It just all depends who. I think I think the Colts will get someone. I think they'll win that division. And that's a uh, AFC North. The probably the or West. No, the North with the Steelers. We did the West. The West, the Chiefs. We're on the oh, north yeah, with yeah, the Steelers, right. Ravens. North, north, north. That was probably the best division. Yeah, most competitive probably. And that was crazy. And I think that the Ravens win it next year. I think they'll become a lot better. I think their O-line gets better. They get Ronnie Stanley back, who's a really good tackle. Their defense gets good. I think they go out and get Lamar Jackson a weapon. They get him someone, whether they trade for OBJ, maybe they sign AB. But I think they upgrade on the outside, so Lamar's guys to throw to that mm-hmm. aren't Marquise Brown or Willie Sneed, who are awful. Yeah. So I think 
they win the division. Yeah, in my opinion, it's going to be like probably the most competitive division next year. Because you look at the Bengals, Joey B's coming back off the injury. He wants to win. Like He's a natural winner. And even though he sees the other teams in his division, he knows that they all could very much so make the Super Bowl. Like He's still going to be like, I don't care. Like I'm, I need to win. He's going to try to win. It's just, obviously, he, he won't. They're not going to win the division. But I, I, like, I like Burrow and I like their future. But right now, no. Steelers... They're only regressing, in my opinion, on their offense. Like, yeah. like what's what's gonna happen well, with Ben? Like, it's only their quarterback. And, it's their quarterback in the but, line. Yeah, exactly. But what's their receivers are ben, getting though. better. I think they're not. I don't Juju, think they resigned. I don't think stay. they resigned Juju. Claypool is gonna be really good. I think Deontay Johnson. I if think he'll get hands. better. If you on the hands, he's got to get better hands. I think he'll fine. get better too. He got better throughout the season, but but anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. My my winners of the, of the division are also the Ravens. I think the Browns do slip into the playoffs again, though. Because look at their offensive line. We were talking about the value of offensive linemen earlier. They're bringing back their same offensive line, fully healthy. So it's like, can it really like be any worse? Probably not. It's probably going to be very, very good. Top five O line again. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. Towards that end of the season, we saw him playing a lot better football. It all depends on what happens with OBJ. If OBJ stays there, I think they're going to get another wild card. If he happens to go to the Bucks, which has been talked about, or somewhere else. Um, I don't see it, and maybe the Steelers can end up getting that wild card, but I agree with you on the Ravens part. And we'll move into the, the NFC. I'm going to ask you who you have winning the least competitive division in all football, the NFC East. I think it's, I think it's the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys. I think it's the Cowboys. Yeah, we both hate the Cowboys. I they're 6-10, and ten, but half, most of the season was without Dak. And I think when they get Dak back, that offense is going to be great. When they get their O-line back... Their offense is going to be good. I know their defense is iffy. I think I think they'll be at least eight and eight, which honestly, as bad as it sounds, should be good enough to win their division. As much as I want to see like Jalen Hurts become the starter of the Eagles and bring them the, you know, division, winning the division, I'm gonna to have to agree with you once more and say the Cowboys, because I feel like Dak. Part of part of the reason why Dak gets hate is just because he's on the Cowboys. If we're being honest. Like if if, Dak, if if Dak's on the uh, the Dolphins, and I just picked a random team and happen mm-hmm. to be your team, but if he's on the Dolphins and like playing like he's been playing, I feel like people are talking about him like he should be like a top ten quarterback because he is. But now that he's on the Cowboys and going through the injuries, it's like people are really, really, really disrespecting him in my opinion. And I think as much as the Cowboys are the Cowboys, that they're still no one likes the Cowboys. Yeah, that's that. I mean. On to the NFC West. I think it's the Rams. They got Matt Stafford. Don't care if they gave up too much. They're in win-now mode. They have a Super Bowl defense. They have uh, Matt Stafford. He's a big upgrade. One million percent. Maybe they get another weapon on the outside who does, doesn't does have to be insane. Just a good receiver on the outside. I think they're they, I think they're Super Bowl contenders easily. Thousand percent agreed. Matt Stafford. I've always been high on Stafford. I mean, I, I you heard me saying that I would love him to go to the Pats, and obviously that's not an option anymore. Um, but he's just like he's a great quarterback. Honestly, I think having that experience over Jared Goff and just they're playing obviously like you just said for a ring. Like they're trying to win a ring this season, and if they don't, that's like not a success in Sean McVay's eyes. Like Sean McVay is literally sitting down and he's saying. Doing this trade, he's saying, I'm going for the ring in like maybe the next one or two years. And if exactly. I don't get that, then no. Yeah, then but they can do that. Easily. Exactly. I think 1,000%. But like I, like I was saying earlier, if Watson and Watt both go to San Fran, then maybe we're talking a little bit more competitiveness. 
But at the same time, like you said, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, don't even have to say it. Their defense, it's like it's a winning defense. They win games. And then moving on to the South, obviously, I personally have the Bucks winning the division. Um, the Saints this year were good, but obviously Drew Brees retiring. It's like, where are they going to be? I don't think they'll be as good either. It's like the Bucks are bringing back the same team. Yeah. I mean, the Falcons are good. The Panthers are good. Like, Teddy Bridgewater, CMC. But it's like, can anyone really win that division? No, I, think the it's the, I think it's the Bucks. I don't think there's much to say about yeah. it either. I really, I really don't think it's going to be competitive. Yeah. I think it's the same with the NFC North. I think Packers win with ease. Yeah, I, th- I, don't, I see the Lions being a terrible. bottom five team. Terrible. Vikings, four, yeah, four team. Vikings average or win above average at best. Bears just again yeah. just being average again, unless maybe they get Wentz and somehow he's good. Mm. They might sneak into a wild card. I mean, they somehow made the playoffs this year. But um, I think Packers, again, win with yeah. these. As much as Jaden and I love Justin Jefferson, we know that with Kirk Cousins and the shaky line, you know, it's just not, they're just not going to win the division, like especially over the Packers. The Packers, they're bringing back the MVP, Aaron Rodgers. They'll be fine. Devontae Adams. Like we talked about, the possibility of getting J.J. Watt. It's like that solidifies it. They're probably not going to resign Jones. They got big A.J. Yeah, AJ Dillon. Love AJ Dillon. We're we're Boston guys, so I mean, <laughs> great. It's great to see a Boston College guy going off. But um, yeah, I mean, like we we said, that was probably gonna be the last segment. Um, so that should be enough for the first episode. Indeed. Um, definitely, definitely a process that we're gonna get used to more. It's gonna episodes are just gonna get better and better each week. But Always. this was just the first episode, so bear with us. Um, hopefully, we can get some. More interesting Viewers. stuff. Yeah. More, uh, yeah, more listeners as we go along, and you know we're just here out here having fun. We're not really trying to like focus on like the money or anything like that. We don't really care. We're just we're just out here having fun talking football because that's what we like to do. Indeed, yep. We're just gonna obviously share this with your friends if you're listening and you're listening to this. Um, keep listening, supporting us. And we're just going to keep doing this, keep pumping out episodes. Yeah, drop a like, subscribe, and then comment down below ideas. I mean, we're open to anything. If you guys comment, like, NFL takes, NFL questions that you guys want us to answer, we would be thrilled to look at the comments and answer your guys' questions. So be interactive, you know? Ask us questions, you know? Like, where do you think this team will be next year? Like, who do you think I should pick in fantasy next year? This running back or this running back? We can give you that advice. I mean, we both... I have a lot of football knowledge, and we both love to share it. So, yeah, definitely do that. Um, It was a great first episode. We hope you enjoyed. And I think that's a wrap. That is a wrap. Peace out, boys.